Well, good morning, everyone. So good to see you today in the house of the Lord. Glad that you're here today. Look at somebody next to you and say, I'm glad you made it today. Hallelujah. It's good to be in the house of the Lord today. And how many just sense God's presence already in the building today? Just such a tangible presence of the Holy Spirit here today. And uh, I'm just grateful today that sometimes we can serve a God that we can feel. I know a lot of times we walk through life by faith. The Bible says it's uh, by faith we, we please him. But sometimes in our faith walk, we need something tangible, right? And I'm glad today that, that we can sense his presence and we can feel his touch. I'm grateful for that today. Uh, just a couple quick announcements before we move on. Uh, we do have our Christmas Eve service coming up. It'll be on December the 24th. It's just a one-hour service from 6 to 7, and uh, it's a communion service. And I just want to encourage you, especially if you have younger children, children that are still in the household, you should be training them that the most important day of the year is not Santa Claus. It's giving God honor. It's giving God honor. And so we take that time as families and uh, just put that into the atmosphere of our own lives and say, you know, the celebrations can happen, the family dinners can happen, all that can happen. We only go from six to seven, but we spend time putting the importance where it needs to be, and that is just taking time to worship the Lord, because really that's what Christmas is all about. That's what the Advent is all about. It was the coming expectation of the Messiah, the King of the Jews, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. Amen? And so it's just important. You know, we, we live in a fast-paced society. Everybody's running here and everybody's running there and everybody's busy. And we understand that. But at the end of the day, we prioritize what's important. That's right. And, and I think it's good. There's only a couple things that we do out of the year that we really stress the importance. It's not that we have to have people here to have a service. I preached in seven or eight years in the prisons over there. And it didn't matter to me if two showed up or 200, we preached, we had church. So it's never about that. It's always about what God wants to do in our lives. And so I just want to encourage you on December the 24th, we're going to have an amazing service that night. I promise you it's going to be, it's going to, you're going to sense God in a reality like you've never had before. It's just, I just know God just shows up in certain ways. And so we're excited about that. That's going to be happening on December the 24th. And, um, just make plans for that. Amen? Hallelujah. The, uh, the other thing I want to do this morning, and we'll just see, I was uh, spent most of the day just in and out of prayer. I just felt like this heaviness that was on my heart, and uh, just was trying to navigate what I was feeling. And uh, of course, I do what I do. I, I prepare, I study, I, I get to where we're going. And um, but I texted Pastor Porter last night, probably about 9.30, 10 o'clock, whatever it was, and I just told him, I said, man, I just can't shake this feeling that I'm having right now. And uh, I just want you guys to prepare a couple songs for us because I feel like, I felt in my spirit, we're coming to the end of the year. We're only three Sundays, I think, away from the end of the year. And... I know there are people in here, you're tired. 
you're battle-worn. You've been putting your faith out there. You've been standing. And I know there's people in this place today, you're broken. You're broken spiritually. You're broken physically. You're probably broken mentally. And I don't know about you, but I, this year has been a year. This one will go down in the records books as a year. But here we are on the latter few weeks of 2020, and we're still here. Still here. I promise you, if the devil could have his way, you wouldn't be here today. There's nothing about you that the devil likes. And when I was praying yesterday and I just asked Pastor Porter to get a couple things together for me, I just felt like God wanted to bring healing in the house today. And that doesn't just necessarily mean physical healing. But, you know, you can be in a battle for so long that you just, the Bible says that the enemy comes to wear out the saints. And you can be in a battle that gets so long and so intense that without even realizing it, you're spiritually depleted. And you're there left wondering where God is at. Does anybody identify with that? Is anybody in here tonight, today? So I was Pastor Porter and these, these guys that they would just sing. It's an old song. We're going to go back a little ways. But I believe as, as they sing, you're just going to sense the presence of God. I almost did it a while ago when Sila was singing. Did she do an awesome job a while ago? Wasn't that amazing? Such an anointing on her life. And she was singing at our chapel service on Wednesday um, here, at, here at, our, at our school. And um, I was here. And when she got through singing when the chapel service was over, <laughs> I immediately went to Pastor Porter. Pastor Porter's been working with, we have a whole student-led chapel service. It's student band, student worship leaders, Sila's one of them. And, and they, just, they just worship the Lord. I just throw this plug out there, not that it has to be, but sometimes the most important thing you can do for your children is put them in the right environment. That, that's nothing against any other school or public schools, whatever. They do their thing. We're going to do our thing. And I think the most important thing is the presence of the Lord. It's not that we don't focus on education and academia. We do. We push that hard as anybody I know. But at the end of the day, we want lives to be touched. And I felt that when Sila was singing, such an anointing on her life. And it, it's, there, there's a gift, but there's an anointing attached to the gift. Yes. And there's a big difference. You can have talented people with no anointing. But when you find somebody that's talented, that has an anointing, well, you shake the darkness of the kingdoms of this world. And when she was singing, holy, holy, I felt that. I almost grabbed the mic then. I just felt it. But I just, I was just going to let it play out. But I want these guys just to minister to the Lord for a moment in song. And, um... 
I'm really torn right here because I've got a word burning. It's ignited in my heart, but I really want to be obedient. You don't need to go into 2021 broken, licking wounds. We need to go in whole. You survived it. You survived what the enemy could do. And you found out that you can only do certain things. And here we are. And I feel like today there's an anointing. I, I can't describe it in, in my vocabulary enough of the emphasis that I believe that God wants to do in people's hearts today. And I'm just going to ask them to begin to sing. If you don't mind, will you just stand and worship with us? And if you feel something in your life, like, you know what, I just, I need a fresh touch. I need a touch from the Holy Spirit today. I need a touch from God today. And if you're in this building while they're singing, if you just want to come up here, our leaders, our prayer teams, we're going to be here, and we're just going to minister. We're just going to take our time and minister because I believe there's an anointing flowing today, and this song will release that over your life. So let's just worship the Lord together. Come on, Pastor Porter. Let's just begin to enter into his presence just for a moment. In the presence of
place today and your pride is holding you back and you know it is there's things in your life that are disconnected from God but pride won't let you walk that out today I'm just telling you God's giving you an opportunity today to come before his throne room and just say it's going to be all right God needs that commitment out of your heart he needs that commitment out of your life there's some people in here today, you're saying, well, I don't want people to think certain things about me, to look at me a certain way. That is nothing but the evilness of pride that is robbing you from the outpouring of God touching your life. And there's some others in here today, you're saying, you know what, I just, I'm really new here, I don't come that often. I'm just trying to tell you today, we're, this ain't a show, this ain't a fad, this is the presence of God, and God is making appeal. He's making an appeal to this house today. Uh, while they begin to sing, you don't have to kneel, but you need to come. You need to come and you need to stand in this presence today. And you need to say, God, I'm going to lay it down. God, I'm going to strip myself of everything that's holding me back. And I'm going to release it. You're broken today. You are broken today. Your heart is broken. Your mental capacity is broken today. And you need a healing. You need a fresh touch from God today. And it's here in this moment so come on just begin to lift your hands and begin to move as they begin to sing in the name of jesus
Come on, come on, pull on him, pull on him today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Come on, start praying. Let's start praying. Let's pray. Let's pray. Oh, it's in the prayer. scripture I want to declare over us. It's Micah chapter 2, and as Selah was singing today, this, this scripture is called, it's about the breaker anointing, and it says this, the breaker, the Messiah will go up before them. They will break through. They will break through. Pass in through the gate and go out through it, because the king will pass before them. And the Holy Spirit just showed me, because of the pain 
pain that everybody has experienced. There's people in here that have had incredible pain and that pain has put you on lockdown. It's put a vice on you. Just like a cast immobilizes you. If you got a cast on your arm or leg and it atrophies you and I hear the Holy Spirit declaring movement in this house, right? The breaker. We're going to go back into this song and we're just going to pray. The breaker anointing is here, but listen, you need to step out. You need to step out. You need to move. You need to get up here and say, no longer am I going to be put on lockdown because of the pain in my life. Because God's love for you is unconditional. God, His writings over you are undisturbed. His plan A is still on for your life. So Pastor Porter, let's just go back into this again. And let's just declare the breaker anointing in this house today. In the presence.
I was standing there praying. I was praying for Trey Sean, actually. The Holy Spirit just dropped in, and I shared it with Trey. And he said, you know, when you break a plate, when you break a glass, when you break something that's really precious to you, and we try to glue it back together, I have a, I have a plate at the house that I broke that my aunt gave to me that was very dear to me, and I tried to glue it back together. But when I got it out and I was looking at it, the pieces were getting real loose from where I had used that bonding agent. And the Holy Spirit said, when I do the breaking, you're already in a weak, a weak place. That bonding agent that we use for ourselves to keep ourselves put together, it starts loosening. It weakens. But God says, when I do the breaking, He said, when I put you back together, 
you're in a stronger place. You're in a place where you can't be broken again unless you allow it to happen. The Holy Spirit says, I am the bonding agent that can never weaken. I am the one that can bring your family that may be seemingly broken right now back together and put it together with my bonding agent, the Holy Spirit working inside of us, the, working, the Holy Spirit working in our families, fusing us back together. All we have to do is trust Him in the breaking. And I keep hearing this is that we're so scared of the breaking because it hurts. Because God is breaking things off of our lives that, that have been there for so long. Relationships. Things in our own life that we, we place there to, to seemingly keep us safe from, from hurt, um, uh, from, from anything that comes, comes our way. We build up these walls. And the Holy Spirit is, 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 is wanting us to know that He is here and He is for us. He is with us. He is with you. In the midst of all the turmoil, in the midst of all the breaking, His peace comes in like a flood. When we turn to Him and we understand that His peace, His peace we just don't want to live without. If you've never experienced his peace, you have so much to experience. Because in the midst of the flood, in the midst of the trials, in the midst of the storm, his peace is there with us. His peace keeps us steady. His peace is our anchor because we can fall apart. When things are going wrong, we can fall apart. But his peace is that stability and that anchor that weighs us and keeps us steady and on course. And we don't get tossed back and forth by the waves. But the thing is really that I honestly felt like he was saying was the breaking. Don't be fearful of that breaking because he's breaking off things that were never meant to be there. And then he puts back together the things that were meant to be there, the things that he created, the things that he designed us for. And we're stronger. It's different. It's, it's even scary at times because if we don't understand, we don't understand things that go on in the midst of that breaking. But if we trust, if we put our trust in him, and the end result will be someone who is stronger, someone who is more confident, someone that's not hiding behind a wall of insecurities because we're secure in the one that broke us and the one that has stably, has stabilized us and put us back together in such a way that we, it, it, we can't break again unless we allow it. But we have to let him break. It's like my husband was saying, People that aren't coming, that the Holy Spirit is, is, he's tugging on us. He's tugging on us because he knows he needs to do a breaking, that pride comes before a fall. There's no need for us to fall because of pride. There is no need, and he does not want that. But when you feel him tugging and you fight against that, you're in a weakened state. You're in a very weakened and vulnerable state. 
so I just really encourage anybody that's feeling that, that tug, that you're just fighting it. Don't fight it. Pride is a weakened state. Coming down and letting him do that breaking puts you back into a state that is strong and that can withstand any storm or any enemy. Amen.
You know, the power of a struggle or the power of a stronghold is that you can be so captivated and in it for so long, you start calling your struggle or your stronghold normal. That's the power of it. You can stay in a state of struggle under the influence of a demonic spirit. It's not that you don't love God, but that spirit has such a hold in our lives that if it's never dealt with and it continues to have open opportunities, after a while we concede and we say that's just life or that's just normal or everybody goes through that. I'm here to tell you, no, 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 they don't. No, no. You're not a punching bag for the devil. That's right, that's right. It's not that we don't have confrontation and adversity. It's not that we don't come against things. It's just that things can't live in you. The struggle can't stay in you. The power of the cross is greater than any struggle that you're dealing with. It's greater. There was a time when Jesus was having a conversation with Peter. And he said, Peter, he said, Peter, Satan has desired to sift you like wheat. In other words, Peter, Satan is coming after you. You got a target on you. And he is coming after you with everything he's got. But between Satan and you, I am. And I've prayed for you. I've stood in the gap for you. And this, listen to the words that Jesus said to Peter. He said, and once you have been strengthened, let me put it to you the way that we're talking about it. Once you've been healed, once you've been delivered, go and strengthen your brothers. Go and release the power of God to somebody else. Here, here's what I'm just trying to say. It wasn't the will of God for Peter to be Satan's punching bag. He said, he's coming after you, but I've prayed for you. Not that you wouldn't fail, because you will. You'll fail, but I've prayed that your faith would not fail. I may stumble a thousand times, but as long as my faith can get back up, it's just a matter of time before my body lines up with my faith, before my mind lines up with my spirit. And I just want to release that over somebody today. You, you feel like, man, I've been on this journey. It's just a struggle. I'm just here to say to you for a moment, don't live in it. When you have access to God's presence, you got access to God. This altar was filled with God's presence today. I don't mean to be harsh about what I'm about to say. I'm just trying to be truthful. You can walk out of here in your struggle. 
and you'll live with it. You'll live with it. Nothing in your life will change. You'll love God. You'll probably die and go to heaven, but you'll live miserably on this planet. Ladies and gentlemen, that's not the will of God. That's not the will of God. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And I feel like today there is a mending. There's a mending of hearts. There's a mending. There's a healing that's flowing through people's lives today. Don't live in that cycle. Don't call what God calls evil normal. There's so much anointing in this house today. There's nothing in your life that you can't be delivered from today. Amen. Father, we thank you today. Lord, as you move through this congregation, as you move through hearts, may the reality of your presence overwhelm the pain. May the reality of your presence overwhelm the setback, the hurt, the brokenness. And begin the journey today. I'm not going to live in struggle. 2021, I'm coming with a renewed sense of my faith. I'm not limping out of this year. I'm walking out. I'm walking out of this year stronger than I was before I came into it. Hallelujah. How many can say that? I'm going to be stronger. You can't help but get stronger if you survived it. coming out stronger in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I feel this. I just, if you listen to the news, they're trying to say we're going into a new normal, right? It's going to be a new normal. I can, I can handle some of that in, a, in, a, in, in maybe in a, in a secular way, whatever. But I think the way they predict a new normal is nothing lined up with a biblical normal. That's right. That's right. That's right. I'm not going to be satisfied to live their new normal. I'm going to be satisfied to live in the peace of God who rules and reigns in my heart. My new normal is not going to be according to the world's standards. It's going to be according to God's standards. It's going to be my normal. 
because that's what we have to be careful of because you can take all of the hurt, the pain, and the baggage of 2020 or even before that, and you can carry that right over. The calendar will flip a new year, but you won't spiritually. You may walk into a new year physically, but you will not walk into a new year spiritually. And you have to be determined. I'm not walking out of this year into a brand new year with what's on me right now. There's just some things that don't fit my new season. Amen. Look at somebody and tell them you're going to look better in your new season. I'm telling you, you're just going to look better in your new season. In your new season. You're going to look better. Hallelujah. I feel, I feel, I feel I, maybe for nobody else, but I feel like I got my burden lifted today. I was carrying this thing all day yesterday. I couldn't shake it. I couldn't shake it. Couldn't shake it. Come on, stand to your feet and lift your hands. In his presence.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We'll Thank you, Lord. This Christmas play. came and then she left. I didn't even know when she came back. But I just speak healing over your body. Speak healing over whatever it was that attacked you today. Break its grip off of your life. In the name of Jesus, be healed today in the presence of Jehovah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. You don't learn this stuff in Bible college. You don't get this in Bible college. You make room for it. And God will walk right in. Did you know you can't educate yourself out of deliverance? I don't care how many scriptures you can quote. It takes the power of heaven to break it. They don't teach this. I'm so thankful today for this house because you let it happen. You make room for it. I'm telling you, the devil don't have a chance in 2021. I'm just telling you, he don't have a chance. He don't have a chance. A snowflake in Hades. You don't have a chance. We're coming into the Christmas season, and I get really torn about that because I don't really preach according to seasons, but God's put some things in our hearts. History belongs to the awakened. We just have a few weeks left, some Sunday mornings, some, some Tuesday nights. I just want to encourage you to pour your faith in tight. We're praying over our elections. I, I don't care how you voted, there's fraud. It's already been determined. There's fraud. And it's really on a wide scale. You just don't hear it on the news. But if that don't get dealt with, your vote, my vote, nobody's vote will ever matter ever again in the United States. The same machines that Hugo Chavez used in Venezuela is what, they're used, what they used in the swing states to overturn the votes. It's, it's there. It's documented. It's, they just got to prove it in court. And I'm believing that justice will prevail. I'm telling you, I'm believing that. It's not, it's not about, listen, I want you to hear my heart. It's not about Donald Trump and it's not about the Republican Party. It's about the system of justice that needs to come to the forefront. It's what it has to be. If not, then democracy as we know it will no longer exist. Because there is some evil tyrants, evil tyrants in leadership that wants to push our nation 
more godless than what it is right now. You know what? I just got something in me that says, not on my watch. Not on my watch. When I was here on Wednesday morning and we had, I don't know how many kids are in, during chapel service, Trey, maybe Trey, you know, I don't know however many kids, 150, I don't know. And I watched a whole generation of kids. I'm not saying, you know what? They don't know how to fight at the level I'm fighting at. But if I can win the battle at the level I'm fighting at, they won't have to fight this battle. They won't have to fight this battle. So we're praying, and I just want to encourage you. We, we, there's a lot of strategic prayer needs to go out over the next several weeks. We're praying as a, as a church, as a community, we're praying. We're praying on Tuesday nights. We're standing in the gap. Amen. He's a healer today. Come on, look at somebody and say, you look a whole lot better in your healing state than you did in your last state. Father, I speak a blessing over your people today. God, thank you for being here. Jesus, thank you for manifesting. Lord, we can't imagine a day without you in it. Can't imagine a service without you in it. Holy Spirit, thank you today for being faithful to people's hearts. Thank you today for answering prayer. Thank you today, Lord, that prayer went out of this place today. Heaven invaded the earthly realm today. And Lord, I thank you for what you're doing in hearts and lives, and we give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise for that. Bless your people. May they have an amazing week. Maybe it be a Jesus-filled week. Let your presence overwhelm them. We love you today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen and amen. God bless you today. Have an amazing day in Jesus' name.